What's up? Welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermon for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. Amen. Come on, let's just give God glory. Give God praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you, team. You are marvelous. We love you. And we are Amen. You guys can just continue to flow in soaking music for us. And just keep in the spirit with this. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God loves you so much this morning. I think He loves you more than any other day this morning. It's a new day. Amen. The word says, His, His, His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. His faithfulness to the clouds. And then he says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Amen. And I'm going to minister something about this morning, sonship in the kingdom. It's all about the love of the Father for us. Amen. You need to hear because we be building on, on the kingdom and what, what it means for us. Now, Adam when, when God placed him in the garden was to expand the kingdom. Remember we spoke last week on, on dominion and colonization. That our job was actually to fill the earth with heaven. But we lost that. Because of sin. Because of rebellion against God. Of the fall. We lost our position. We gave back our authority and everything. And God didn't give us dominion over people one another. Because God wanted us to be kings. To rule. To have dominion with him. The mandate of the kingdom was that what was in heaven to come and establish that on earth. As in heaven, also on earth. And to extend, that's the thing about colonization is the government, the rule there is to, to extend, to extend the, the influence, their sphere, to another place that looks the same as the original place of government. And God said, so my place of kingdom where I come from, I gave you now the mandate to extend that to earth and to make it look like heaven, to have dominion over. And I want to tell you this by starting that Adam did not lose heaven when the fall happened. All right. Because God says, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. So Adam didn't, didn't lose heaven. He lost earth and the dominion over the earth. Heaven is still here. We still have the man. We didn't lose that. We lost our dominion over what God gave us. And God wants to, to restore. He lost the, the legal representation of heaven on earth. That's what we lost. And when God said to him, when they, when they ate of the, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he says that, that you shall surely die. God meant physical death will come. But Adam lived 930 years. So surely that doesn't, didn't mean that he's, he's going to now die. Eventually died, but, but death to the Creator was this. It was the, the disconnection and the independence from God and the kingdom of God. There was a disconnect that, that happened. God and the kingdom, Adam lost the kingdom. And that's why when Jesus came, He says, I come to preach the message of the kingdom. Repent for the kingdom has come again. I come that which you've lost to restore the kingdom of heaven again. To give you back the dominion. 
You see, the result of losing the kingdom was this. We lost our position, disposition. What happened? Self-consciousness came. Shame came. Fear, intimidation of authority. The loss of dominion over, over nature. What happens in us? Frustration, toil, hatred of labor. Who likes to work? <laughs> because from, from the blessing to rule and reign, he said, now in the sweat, it became something, the pain and discomfort. Hello, ladies. There's something that we lost, the need for human accountability. So God came to restore our dominion and that what we have. You see, and what we've been building on is what we said is, God says you're in a kingdom, a kingdom has concepts, ideas, certain rules and certain regulations and the way it works. Keys, laws, principles. You are not a member of the kingdom. You are a, come on, you are a citizen of the kingdom. Religion has members. The citizen or the heaven or, or the kingdom has citizens. And, and what, what we've done because we've lost something and we spoke about that need for power and, and actually it's because we lost the kingdom and, and there's something void in us. And our attempt to restore the kingdom was religion. Religion is, is the attempt to, to return God's kingdom in our lives to compensate actually for that loss. That thing that, that we, we want. You see, religion comes and it, it represents the very activity of mankind, but it's self-centered. It's a self-centered search for the kingdom of God. That is what's religion. And no matter how hard we try, religion will never satisfy, can never replace the kingdom. Religion cannot return the kingdom that was lost. God's desire was to bring us back into relationship. And that's why He sent His Son to come, the King of glory, the Ancient One. Because He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords to come and show us again. So religion was a substitute for the kingdom, but it's never going to work. Why? Religion is designed to keep us busy, isn't it? With all these little things and we miss our assignment of the kingdom. Because that's what it is. It's works. Religion ends up in works. Religion is hard work and the work is the reward. That's why Jesus came Matthew 5. And he says this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Not those who work them to death. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. For they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Amen. What God says here is that religion is not the solution for the kingdom. What He actually said, for your mourning, for your loss, for your troubles, the kingdom is the answer. He says that for your mourning, the kingdom will be your comfort. If you start seeking the kingdom, His righteousness, everything else will be added. The kingdom was the message to say, hey, kingdom is to recognize the position again, to, to put you again in the right relationship, in the right positioning of authority and government. That's why Jesus said, I come to proclaim the kingdom. Unfortunately, the Jews thought a literal kingdom that is going to overthrow 
the Roman Empire and he's going to become king. And he said, no, I don't come from this world. I'm a king in another world. Your job was to extend the kingdom. I don't come to sit here on the throne. I'm already on the throne. I come to restore you to extend the kingdom. Amen. So religion is hard work. That's why Jesus says, Matthew 11, he says, hey, come to me. All who are weary, all who are burdened, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. It's not supposed to be hard work. You need to be in the rest of God. There's a difference. You see, God's original plan was this to, to establish the kingdom. But it was to establish a family of sons, not servants. A family of sons. To, to establish a kingdom, not a religious organization. God wanted to establish a kingdom of kings, not subjects. We understand that there's a king and there's subjects. And God said, no, I am the king of kings. Not the king of subjects. He's the king of kings. He, he's a family of sons. That's the thing we need to, what, we, what's it, what did we say day one? To understand the concept of the kingdom, we have to change our thinking. It's a kingdom of sons, a kingdom of kings, not subjects. To establish the commonwealth of citizens, not religious members. You're a citizen of heaven, that's what it says. To establish relationship with man. To extend heavenly government to earth. And to influence the earth. You see, Jesus says that the very word that I speak is spirit and life. So what you do is when you start speaking God's word, you're actually literally speaking the manifest presence of God. You're releasing kingdom. Because kingdom is released in many different ways. He says, how is kingdom released? He says, one comes in signs and in power. It says, it's not an eating and drinking. Kingdom within us. One of the ways kingdom is released is through our speech. So what you say, God said, let it be. And earth was established. Kingdom is released through many ways. Kingdom is released through God's spirit. And this is what I want to just stand still today. And, and we're going to minister on today. So open your hearts. Father, I pray that, that we will hear this important part. Because it's all about identity this morning. Are you a son or a servant? Son or a servant? Because a servant is not the same as a son. It's a huge difference in the kingdom of God. You are sons. Because God originally designed and intended to extend His kingdom on earth through us, mankind. That was His plan. And He did it. And in this plan, God's purpose was to establish a family of sons, of kings, not a household of servants. That's the thing. God wants to come as Romans 8. Let's just get that on the, on the screens. Romans 8 verse 14. He says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Amen. For you did not receive the spirit of what? Slavery to fall back into fear. But you've received the spirit of adoption as sons. 
by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Just keep it there. He did not receive the spirit of slavery. I'm going to show you something interesting. Because what do we say? God gave us the kingdom. And when we lost the kingdom, our attempt to gain back the kingdom was religion. All right. Just put that tight to your mind. John 8. Because we are all heirs. Now, now understand this because we said son or slave. And this is the Jews. Now Jesus comes and he tells them this. And this is their struggle. John 8, 31. And he says, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. And they will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And they answered him and says, but we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? This is the dilemma because it says, if you know the truth, you shall be set free. And they said, but we've never been a slave. How is it possible that, that we can be set free? We are not slaves. And Jesus says this, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sin is a slave to sin. There we are all disqualified. And that's one of the main things that Paul came to say. Hey, whatever you bow your knee to, that's your master. Sin is your master, but that's the gospel. Christ came to break the power of sin and death. You belong to a new master. He understood, he, he came to declare that this is the way it works in the kingdom. I came to set you free, not to be a slave to sin anymore. No, he says this, no, a slave has no permanent place in a family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Are you a servant or a son? It's a change of mind again to understand because God says it's a family of sons that I'm building. Not of slaves, not of servants. Sons are members of family, isn't it? Servants are not. Jesus speaks to his disciples and says, Servant doesn't know all the secrets of the master. But I call you my friends. I share with you. God wanted offspring to, to relate to him in love. Not as slaves or hired hands who obey because it's an obligation. That was not the plan. It was out of love. You see, sons, on the other hand, it's a part of a family. And when you're part of a family, you are heirs. And you will inherit everything that the father has. There's a different position that you carry. Sons are not subjects. King of kings, Lord of lords. And he said, I'm establishing a kingdom of sons, not subjects. God is indeed, he's a king. But he does not want us to be subjects. God doesn't want to rule us. God says, then you created in my image and likeness. And I created you to be the crown of my creation. And to extend my kingdom and to have dominion. We said it last week. Who is man that you are mindful of him? And the word says, for you have made us in your image just a little lower than you. You are in his image and likeness. And God gave you the dominion to share in his rulership. So only the kingdom can solve our problems. So get back to the kingdom. So, so listen again. Romans 8.15 where we said, you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Look at what the Passion Translation says. 
you did not receive the spirit of religious duty what is our vain attempt to get back the kingdom it's our religion our works and our things and he says you didn't receive that spirit of works and religion to try to get back the kingdom leading you back into a fear of never being good enough come on because religion is man's substitute for the kingdom he says no you have received the spirit of full acceptance a son full acceptance knowing your inheritance knowing who you are knowing what you have enfolding you into the family of God amen and you will never feel orphaned for as he rises up within us our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection beloved father for the Holy Spirit makes God fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being you are God's beloved child that's the heart of God that's the mind of God to say that you are not falling back into religious duty to have the fear of never be good enough so don't raise your hand because how many of us often feel that we're not good enough how many of us often feel that we don't feel like God's beloved child because he says I brought you into a family remember kingdom is identity it's not just what we do but it's who you are but so often you hear that you call the son of God you belong to a family you have a father but you don't feel that way you don't relate that way you don't see it you don't experience it come on is that not true you don't have to raise your hand you can just yell amen okay not gonna put you on the spot don't raise your hand just yell amen <laughs> that's it is we don't feel it and and John 14 17 Jesus says this the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him you know him for the for he dwells with you and will be in you he says this that hey because you're a family and because you belong to us the world cannot receive him remember first day we said how do we enter the kingdom for no one can enter the kingdom unless he is born of water and born of spirit you need to be born again but he says that you have the spirit of truth the world cannot receive him sees him not but you know him for he dwells with you in you because you receive the spirit of the king and the kingdom that's what you have you received the spirit of the king and the kingdom the holy spirit is the ancient and then he says this i will not leave you as orphans i will come to you yet a little while the world will see me no more but you will see me because i live you will also live you will also live but by what spirit do you live by what spirit do you live do you live with the spirit of sonship the spirit of the king and the kingdom or as he says I will not leave you as orphans in other words do you live like an orphan do you live like an orphan and I want to just touch on things to overcome the orphan spirit because we carry that so much it refers to a spiritual condition that that outwardly we think we know God as father but our experience is an internal condition 
that you cannot, you, that this, uh, it's an internal thing that you believe, that you're not good enough. You never belong to something. There's no identity. So it's an outwardly confession. You know him, but inwardly, there's a contradiction to that belief. And I'm sure many of us can relate to that. I'm sure many of us can understand that, that this, you feel all these things, you hear all these things, but why is there this contradiction that I, I don't understand? It doesn't come together. And my orphan spirit, I'm, I'm referring to a sense of abandonment, loneliness, alienation, isolation that we carry sometimes that some of the signs in our life if you if you feel like this that that you live like an orphan is there's a lack of confidence in your life there's no confidence you carry a crippling need for approval the whole time you need to be approved you cannot just live you you need people's appraisal and people's approval the the whole time if you're like an orphan, there's, there's so often there's the inability to empath, empath, empathize or accept others. You cannot, you cannot relate or empathize with them. If you're like an orphan, there's, there's many times the inability to receive or to extend unconditional love. No matter how much he tells he loves you, you cannot take it. You cannot receive it. Because there's a wrong spirit, he says, but I gave you. Remember when Jesus blew on them to receive the spirit. <laughs> he says, I blew to receive the kingdom. You carry the kingdom. You're not an orphan. You're a son, not a subject. But unfortunately, it operates, all right? And, and an orphan spirit is a person who, who lacks emotional identity. Seeks to earn his identity through his efforts. And that's why he said, come to me. It's not hard work. It's not your efforts. It's going to make you tired. And sometimes we carry this orphan-like orphan spirit if we want to do it through our efforts. Some of, some of the symptoms in our lives is this. I just want to give you some stuff that you can identify where God wants to touch and heal. Symptoms include a critical spirit or that we're always defensive, always have to make an excuse, always have a, you know, there's a defense. Unable to take correction, feeling abandoned, blaming others. Many times that's when we operate. You see the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. There's two sons. It's actually two orphan spirit sons. Because we think just the one, yeah, no. Both of them carry an orphan spirit. One, why? The younger one pushes to spend his inheritance in the pursuit of pleasure. He tells his father, hey, I want to go. The elder brother has the same problem, just the other way around. He works to earn his father's love, not realizing that he has everything already. He has his father's favor. He works his whole life to earn and, and do this. See, so the younger brother represents someone who actually runs from God because you feel like an orphan, you never belong to something. It represents sometimes people in church, the older brother, thinking you are close to God, but in reality you do not know God. You have a father, but you don't really know him. 
That's the orphan heart, orphan spirit. Both son, sons, they lived as orphans. They lived with this poverty spirit. You see, the younger son, he does realize the, the error of his ways. And he comes back. But what does the older son do? He continues to try to earn his father's favor through works. You see, even a church can have an orphan spirit. The book of Galatians 3, Paul comes and he rebukes the church of Galatia. And he says this, hey, you have an orphan spirit, you have an orphan mentality. And you're trying to earn your sense of value through your works. Galatians 3 from verse 1, he says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit, the kingdom, by works of the law, by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish having begun by the spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. Does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? They started out and then they fell back to works because the mentality, that, that renewing of mind didn't complete. Because he says Christ came to restore you back. They craft something of it. It began with the spirit and what? Boom. They were not healed and they fall back into works. And he says, hey, the kingdom is within the spirit. King's domain. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. The realm of the kingdom is in the Holy Spirit. That's where we find it. It's in the spirit. And that's why I said you began in the spirit and then you lost that and you went back to works. There's an orphan heart in you. You don't belong. And so often, someone with an orphan spirit becomes resistant to the work of the Holy Spirit. Did you ever wonder why some people, are they resistant to, to the flow or the work of the Holy Spirit? Maybe they don't have a theological issue. Maybe there's an orphan spirit that needs to be healed. It's something that God wants to touch. Something that God wants to draw, to heal. You see, the ancient Roman concept of, of an orphan and of adoption, because he says, you were predestined for the adoption of sons. Predestined, meaning God has the term, you are predestined for the adoption of sons. Roman adoption worked like this. They didn't look for helpless little babies. Romans adopted adults. Even if they had a father and a mother, they adopted some and they were looking for mature young men who actually would inherit the father's social status, his wealth, political power, all those things. That's how it worked. And that's why Jesus says you've been predestined as adoption of sons. You inherit Christ's wealth, his standing, whatever he had, you inherit that. It's not, oh, shame on you, you little baby. No one's there. You lost a father or mother. That was not the idea or the concept. That was a different concept. A son who has been adopted has all the rights as the children who were born into that family. And that's the thing. 
you were born because there's legitimacy if you were born into a family you are legitimate a son now God says you're not an orphan because why you are born into the family of God you don't enter or just come and you still feel like an orphan you were born into the right as a son come on say that born into I was born into the kingdom of God into the family of God you are legitimate you are a son that's what he says he predestined us for adoptions Ephesians 1 blessed be God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing hey is that not inheritance with every spiritual even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world remember Matthew 25 a kingdom was prepared before the foundation of the world now he says you were chosen as a son before the foundation of the world and he says to be holy and blameless before him in love because there's the key in love the remedy for an orphan spirit is the love of the father the love and the acceptance in love he predestined us for the adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will sonship is important that's why Romans 8 says this the whole creation is crying out for the revealing the manifestation of the sons of God why creation know what you looked like before we lost it creation knew what you looked like and says we're waiting for that that sonship that thing to come and manifest again remember the flower the flowering budding but the flower and full bloom is the glory of God that was to expose or to reveal the fullness so let's just touch on a couple of things then we're done but we're gonna pray we're not gonna run today today you're gonna come and pray that God will fill you with his love amen let's just touch I'm gonna I'm gonna make it shorter a bit orphan spirit and this is this is how we identify operates out of insecurity and jealousy but the spirit of sonship follows or functions out of love and acceptance if you're constantly battling with jealousy insecurity you see security originates out of a secure relationship but if you don't have that there's a there's there's a there's a orphan thing in you that you don't belong one of the things of identity is belongingness that you belong you see the sonship makes you secure in the father's love the orphan spirit is jealous of the success of others all right jealous of the success of others a mature son is committed to the success of his brothers one of the things to identify if you carry that orphan spirit is you are often happy when your brother fails huh that's all in our heart sometimes we've been there someone gets a mistake or something went wrong it's like yes you're actually happy that they fail because it makes you feel good about yourself then 
That is an orphan spirit. You see, the orphan spirit serves God to earn the Father's love. But mature sons serve God out of the sense of acceptance and favor. You are accepted. You are favored. The orphan spirit tries to medicate its deep eternal alienation through physical stimulation. The mature son walks in the joy and the presence of the Lord. You see why? You're trying to fill the gap with works. Continuous works and works and works to be, to be accepted. And this is the thing. The more you indulge in that, the more you go, actually the more addicted you become to that. Because the hole in your heart becomes so large, you cannot fill that. It's only the love of the Father that can fill that deep place. That's what God wants to fill. Orphan spirit is driven by the need for success. But the spirit leads the mature son into calling and into mission. Orphan spirit uses people as objects to fulfill their goals. If you use someone just as an object to fulfill your goal. A mature son, what? We serve people and we bless them in the kingdom of God. We serve one another. An orphan spirit repels children, drives them away. But the spirit of sonship attracts. We invite. We draw closer. Almost done. An orphan spirit has anger and fits of rage. If you struggle with rage and anger, all these things, forms of manipulation, to fulfill your goals, it's just a heart that feels like an orphan that God wants to heal. Because the spirit of sonship rests in the Father's ability to control and guide the future. You don't have to control or dictate or manipulate. Orphan spirit is always in competition with others. I have to be better. I have to be greater. Spirit of sonship is that, hey, we bless one another. We don't try to outdo one another. Except one place. The Bible says, outdo one another with showing honor. Those who walk in sonship are continually looking at how they can bless because they already have the affirmation from God. Two more, then we're done. The orphan spirit lacks self-esteem. Spirit of sonship walks in the love and acceptance of the Father. So if you have an orphan heart, an orphan spirit, you struggle to accept yourself, to love yourself. God wants to change that because you are His most beloved. Last one, the orphan spirit receives its primary identity through material possessions, physical appearance, activities. But the spirit of sonship is grounded in the sonship of the Father's affirmation. Let's just close our eyes. Let's just maybe stand together. We're going to end off there because God wants to come and heal hearts this morning. God wants to come and, and touch. And I want you to, to close your eyes. And it's now just you and the Lord. Because you know what has been holding you back for many years. You know that you think you serve God, but 
there's, there's a strange feeling of alienation or just never feeling good enough. Or that you have to always work or earn your way. You have, you have to always just push. Maybe you that one that says, hey, I take joy when others go wrong or there's something bad happening. Maybe you're struggling to love yourself. How do we break this? You see, you need to accept and receive and walk in the love of the Father. The word says, the love of God cast out all fear. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Fear of not being good enough. Fear of not being who you are, who God made you to be. He came to declare that you are a son. You're a king, not a servant. The only way to break this is to receive the love of the Father. For you. That enables you to become a mature son. Come on, just receive. Father, we come now and we pray that in a moment when we do an invitation that, that fear will not hold us back, but that we will come to be set free because Jesus said it he whom the son sets free will be free indeed not to be a slave not to be a slave to sin but that we can receive the love of the father so that's my invitation today is that if there and God speaks as sons but you sons and daughters it's about what God calls you. And maybe you've been believing the lie and lived as an orphan. And God wants to restore that today. And we're going to have a team to pray for you. Don't go unless you receive the impartation and the love of the Father this morning. Because He wants to heal hearts. He wants to set you free. And if you feel that pounding and that calling, don't go without being prayed for. We love you much, Father. But He even loves you more than what you can think or imagine. So thank you, Lord. We honor you. Thank you for your presence to liberate and set free this morning. We love you and honor you. So we're going to be ready. I just want to remain in the Spirit. If you need to go, you can go and fellowship. You can need to go drink coffee and, and do that. It's fine. But let's just remain in the Spirit to minister and touch and set free. Is that okay? Because God loves you. He's got an appointment with you this morning to fill you with His fatherly love and affection. Say, hey, you're not an orphan. You are a son. Amen. We love you, Father. We give you glory. And for those who need to go, we bless them in the name of Jesus to go in your power, your spirit, in the fellowship of your Father. For those who are going to minister, Father, let our hearts be hungry and ready to receive and be liberated into freedom this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So let's just remain in the spirit. If you need to go, we bless you. We love you. Otherwise, come. Just stand. Be, be patient for a while, but let God come and do something amazing in your life this morning. We love you. We bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. 
If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function. So let's build.